This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. Here's a ground ball right side, could do it. The Houston Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Now here's your host, Alex Dreisick. Welcome back to Moose's Mulligans. I'm your host, Alex Dryzak. Facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans and Twitter.com slash Moose's Mulligans is your place for the latest info on the podcast. And the link to our official website, alexanderstryzak.wixsite.com slash Moose's Mulligans is at those sites. Gonna start you with your recent highlights. Right now in the NBA, your Eastern Conference leaders, you got the Celtics, Pistons, Orlando Magic and Toronto Raptors at the top. Moving over to the west, you've got the Houston Rockets, Minnesota Timberwolves, Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies, and the Clippers are also involved in there. We'll be talking more about the NBA later with Ben Huff. Moving on to the NFL, Thursday night game between the Jets and the Bills, where the Jets won 34-21. to That was led behind two touchdowns by the veteran Matt Forte. As now, we look forward ahead. And honestly, looking at the NFL right now, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles look very good. But my team now that leaves me sad in the dust is the Houston Texans as Deshaun Watson tore his ACL in practice. And now that team at 3-4 and four with J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson out is kind of falling out of the running. That makes room for the Jaguars or Titans to come forward. Another team that's been taking great advantage I want to point out in the NFL is the Minnesota Vikings as they have now feasted on a Packers team that does not have Aaron Rodgers, a Lions team that is struggling to get W's and get ahead in a game, and then the Bears are rebuilding. For more on the NFL, you can see our power rankings at our official website. Find the link for that at facebook.com slash moosesmulligans. Moving over to hockey now. You've got Tampa Bay, who's killing it so far. It's tried to share at 11-2-2. You've got the St. Louis Blues at 11-3-1 overall and 23 points. And I always love talking about Las Vegas. They're at 9-4 now, so slowing down a little bit, but still second in the Pacific Division at 18 points and still a playoff team. I'm hoping that they make it. be a really cool thing for that expansion team to make it. Uh, teams that have disappointed me so far this year in hockey, I mean, the Red Wings are in, kind of in a rebuild mode, and they're at 6-7-1. And the Anaheim Ducks age is starting to show as they are now 6-6-1 six, six, and one overall and towards the bottom of the Pacific. Moving over to baseball, we had your World Series wrapped up in 7. And all the games were very close and very interesting. And many people will say that Game 7 was actually the least interesting of these. But transitioning to the first part of the show, I wanted to talk about how this World Series went, and what it means for the future of baseball. So the Astros finally win the World Series. Let's take a look at this real quick. So the only other time the Astros have made the World Series was in 2005 when they were still in the NL Central, so they won a National League pennant. This was their first American League pennant. And you look at the teams they went through in 2005, I mean, they went through a very, very respected Atlanta Braves team, a very good St. Louis Cardinals team with Albert Pujols, crushing the ball and they came up just short to a White Sox team that seemed to be the team of destiny that year there's always like 
one team that wins by one run a certain amount of times. That I'd have to look, but the White Sox team was like fifty and zero and one one nothing games, and it was just their year. That's what happens, and you know. The Astros had the killer bees of Berkman, Bagwell, Biggio, and Beltron, but they fell short in 2005. Sometimes you just run into that team of destiny. Now in 2017, the Astros kind of got that same feeling, running into, uh, into the Dodgers, who had lost one total playoff game coming into the World Series. I said that I thought their strength of schedule was crap. I think that the Diamondbacks pitched terrible, and the start of Taiwan Walker with Zach Godley was stupid. And I think they played a Cubs team that was pitching was totally depleted and they weren't really challenged. And, you know, when their hitters that hit 400 in the last postseason, like Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, are hitting 220, it's going to be a different series this time. But let's focus more on what Houston did themselves. Houston would find themselves after this 2005 season in that mediocre area where they weren't the worst team in the league, but they, you know, weren't the best. And then 2011 happened. So from 2011 to 2014, the Astros underwent what was a combined 232 and 416. So a 44% winning percentage. That's gross. But during this time, the Astros were actually able to build up what happened in 2017. Uh, when the new ownership took over in 2014, we also saw the Sports Illustrated cover that said that uh, the Astros would win the World Series in 2017. And when you pick George Springer, Carlos Correa, Lance McCullers Jr., and Alex Bregman with their early draft picks that they, they earned for being so bad, the, the young talent can grow and develop like that. And all it needs is one superstar to come in and make them a contender and enter Jose Altuve, who should honestly be the AL MVP this year, and unbelievable postseason from him. This guy did it all for them. He was their glue, consistent defensively, consistent as heck at the plate and you know it allows their team to better deal with the growing pains because they have that reliable rock in their lineup however there's just one thing I want to make sure we're clear about here is that this team tanked for almost four years and within three years after that tank they won the World Series to teams like the Braves the Padres the Tigers they currently find themselves in the lower tier of talent obviously in the MLB and they're not competing for anything this next few years, obviously, so why wouldn't you do the same? I mean, you're not really competing for a title. You're not really built for the future yet either. So now we're facing a dilemma that I think we see in the NBA that's not being addressed as well, and that tanking is rewarded. I mean, look at the 76ers. They're actually winning some good games now. Ben Simmons looks like the rookie of the year, and it's there's just this tanking idea should be punished. You know, like if a team finishes in the bottom three or, you know, they have a top five-round draft pick back-to-back years, they should be pushed down to 10th or something. I know that's a little bit of a reach for me. And then you're asking, how can the teams rebuild? Well, if you're tanking on purpose and the only way to rebuild, then that's, that's not fun for a sport either. So I think there should be some kind of punishment after two or three years if teams are in the bottom tier like that. Like we said, the Astros lost over 100 games over those three years on average each year that's just unbelievable and three years later here they are as world series champs what kind of tone are you setting for the future of the sport all right we're going to be taking a quick little break here and then i'm going to bring on ben huff we're going to play my favorite game money talks and bs walks right here on moose's mulligans
This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligan's website. I am so paralyzed. No, no, no. No, he needs to know. Okay. He's always crying. Tough love it is. Tough love. Wake up, idiot. You want to know what I am? You want to see what my life is? Don't do it. You want to see what's going on here? Don't you stick that knife in your leg. Now here's your host, Alex Streisick. Back here on Moose's Mulligans with me, your host, Alex Streisick. 760-814-0740, the number for the show. Send in comments, questions, we'd love to hear it. You can also go to our website and go to the, the uh, contact us part and fill it out. And that's 760-814-0740. Moving on, we're going to move on to some basketball. Talking with college basketball coming up. And I was talking Houston Astros. Why don't we stay on the topic of Houston? And coming up will be the 50th year anniversary of what was called the Game of the Century back on January 20th, 1968. UCLA was playing Houston. Now, let's give you a little background. The head coach for UCLA was John Wooden. And this team was coming on a 47 game, which is two and a half seasons of winning. That's a 47 game winning streak. Unbelievable. And they were coming in now to play a Houston team that came into this game 14 and 0. Players on this Houston team were like Elvin Hayes and Don Chaney. And you look over at UCLA, they had Lou Elcinder and then Mike Lynn, Edgar Lacey, and Mike Warren, who were all went on into the NBA. Now, this game got down to two minutes to go. The score tied by Lucius Allen's free throws to make it 69-69. And then uh, Elvin Hayes took a shot and was fouled by uh, the Bruin Reserve, Jim Niel- uh, Nielsen. Hayes was playing with four fouls in the second half and scored both his free throws. The Bruins still had time to score, but the ba- uh, attempted shot by Lucius Allen wouldn't go. And on the last possession... Uh, Mike Warren committed a rare mental error, and he deflected it out of bounds on a pass that was meant for Lynn Shackelford, who was the star shooter for UCLA. And he was, as they, as you could see, it was one of the rare times a regular season game was nationally broadcasted, so everybody saw him standing wide open in the corner and couldn't get it bo- the ball to him, so Houston wins 71-69, to which ended the Bruins' 47-game winning streak. Now... The UCLA team would get revenge, though, back on uh, March 22nd in the NCAA tournament, where in LA they beat Houston 101-69 to and then went on to beat North Carolina to win another title for John Wooden and UCLA. But this was one of those rare games that was actually nationally broadcasted that wasn't postseason, and it was considered one of the greatest, it was considered the game of the century because of just the epic battling and they knew they had NBA talent on these teams. And the fact that it came down to one shot and a rare mistake by UCLA is one hell of a game. And the fact that it also took place in the Astrodome, where they weren't sure how the attendance would be with this, knowing that it was a college basketball game in the regular season. Well, the attendance was 52,000 plus. So I would say it went pretty well. All right, while we're on the topic of basketball, I wanted to bring in Ben Huff and play, you know, my favorite game, Money Talks and BS Walks. So, hey, Ben. Good day to you, sir. 
Hey, how you doing? Oh, good. Ready for my favorite game of the of the week. Woo! Yes! So, my first statement to you. The Cleveland Cavaliers will be a six-seater lower this year. That's BS, just because LeBron James is on that team. There's no way LeBron can be on a six-seat team. There's no way he's going to do that. He's going to carry that team like he did Saturday night with 57 points. Um... Just having LeBron on the cast will make them better than a large majority of the teams in the NBA. But there's, I don't think there's any reason to think that they'll be lower than the six. Right, and I'm going to say it's BS too. I'm going to say with Isaiah Thomas coming back, I'm going to say that also uh, – there, you know, it's always when you get some new guys together, there's always going to be an adjustment period. We saw with the Warriors who are starting to settle down now. So I'm going to say BS as well. So the next one, one of my favorites, somebody other than Giannis Antetokounmpo will win the MVP this year. Bold flavor. For right now, I'm still going with, uh, uh, that's BS. Giannis is playing very well, still uh, averaging more than 30 points a game, rebounding more than 10 rebounds. And so I, if he can keep up his pace, I think he'll win it for sure. Westbrook's not getting that triple-double every other night. Uh, Harden's still doing good things, but I still think Antetokounmpo is still that number one. Right. I'm going to say it's money, and I, I think, you know, like you said, LeBron carrying the Cavs, putting up that many points is ridiculous. If he has to keep doing this, I don't see why it wouldn't be an MVP year for him. I, I've been disappointed that Kawhi Leonard hasn't been able to get in too much, and, you know... It's tough with injuries. That could always affect the MVP race, of course. But if LeBron James is doing what we saw the other night, I mean, he's going to have to be the MVP at that point. Yeah, well, yeah, he can't sure. score seven points every game, so... <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah, score... Yeah, that's true. But he, he's the most rounded player. I think we can agree on that right now. And. Anta Takumpo, I'd call him the most raw player. That guy's got some serious talent, and he's starting to put it together. For sure. So, so the war, the last statement is about the Warriors, of course, because I always need to get one shot at them. Uh, the Warriors will not be the number one seed in the West this year. I think it's BS. They're starting to really pick things up now. Uh, Curry, Durant's playing well. Uh, Durant actually second is the second uh, highest block reporter in the league. So if they can still just keep up their defense, they're going to shoot all the threes in the NBA as possible. So they'll they'll be the one seed. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to pull Aaron Rodgers and say, just relax. Just relax. <laughs> well, you know, I hate to agree with you, but I'm going to on this one. I think it's BS. I think they're going to be the number one seed. Uh, I, I, don't th- I think the Rockets are the second best team right now in the West, but I don't think they're going to be able to be consistent enough with Chris Paul's knee injury right now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've been a little... I wouldn't say I'm I'm still glad and happy with what I've seen from the Timberwolves, but if they want to challenge the Warriors, we're gonna to have to see more. And you know, obviously the Lakers aren't gonna be the one seed, so I just want to throw that at you too. Thank you. Well, I'm not expecting them to make the playoffs, so I'm not worried about them making the one seed either. So. <laughs> uh, go go Grizzlies! I love I love that defense. I love those defensive games. You know I love that with the Spurs and Grizzlies, my two favorite teams. I'm just waiting for Kawhi to come back, see his defense, and see him really play and show how well he can play. Definitely, so the Spurs. I think the Spurs and the Rockets will be the two biggest threats to the Warriors. But until Kawhi gets back, I don't think the Warriors really do have a threat at that top spot. 
Always, I agree. always a pleasure to have you on, Ben. As you know. Of course, buddy. Anytime. All right, that's all the time we have for this week. I'd like to thank my guest, Ben Huff. Make sure to check us out at Facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans and Twitter.com slash Moose's Mulligans. That'll take you to our official website, alexanderstryzak.wixsite.com slash Moose's Mulligans. It's been another great week. Remember, fairways and greens, no mulligans. I'm your host, Alex Streisack. We'll see you next week. <laughs>